Hello and welcome to the Starfish and Coffee podcast, where we get a good soaking in pop culture of all kinds. My name is Sean Smith and I've been a pop culture writer for about 30 years. Some of you might know me from creating and being the editor of Burn magazine, or more recently as the editor of Skin Deep Tattoo magazine. Thanks for stopping by. In this first episode, I talked to one of my oldest friends, JJ, who has been with me on many adventures, but is most well known for being the premier DJ at the Crazy House in Liverpool for a huge 25 years. I decided to kick off this season with one of our infamous kitchen table chats about dead rock stars, just to see where we might end up. So let's get it on, and you can decide for yourself. So this is um, our first episode of Starfish and Coffee. Um, I've got some ideas for the future as well, but today we're going to talk about dead rock stars, right? Right, indeed. And uh, and why we tend to listen to them after they're dead more than when they're alive. But I, that was kind of a week ago, and I was thinking about it, and I thought, wow, I'm not sure I do. You might. Oh. And, and I and I kind of get how why people do, but I'm not sure I do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw into the arena that when Chris Cornell died, which is probably the most meaningful one to me, I don't I don't think I could have listened to him any more afterwards than before. It didn't increase my curiosity, but also I gotta go back in time. And I guess it depends what kind of a person you are, but like when um when Gary Holton died, um for anyone who's never heard of him, he was uh with heavy metal kids. Uh, and I knew I knew him, of course, for from our feeder zone pet, because I would have been about uh, what sixteen, something like that. So I completely missed the band first time then. But but when he died on during the film of that, I was curious because he looked like a punk, and that did actually make me go to the record store and buy some heavy metal kids albums, because <laughs> back in the day that's what you had to do, right? You couldn't jump online and go ah. I'll check out what they're like. You had to go out and spend 10 quid and sometimes they sucked and sometimes they didn't, you know, but you know, where'd you come from with that? Well, yeah, um, I, I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree, but I think, I think maybe over the last few years, it's become a bit more prevalent. I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of it again this weekend. Mark Kedd's died from the senseless things. Yeah. And, you know, I remember seeing them, you know, so many times in little clubs and, I'm playing with bands, and and so I was kind of, and and because there's so much music, and maybe this is part of it as well because there's so much music, I kind of needed to remind myself what the senseless things sounded like, and and so I wanted to kind of go and and kind of see how much I knew and how much I remembered, and I, this is going to sound really uh, shit, really for for for. for Saying this about someone who's who's departed, but but how much of a fan was I? Do, do you know, does Go that in, make yeah. any sense? You know, totally. I mean, with Bowie, it's obvious. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, you know everything backwards because yeah. you've heard it a million times. But there's a lot of artists that, that like Mark Edge is a classic example of that. That I went and listened to, and I thought, you know what, they were they were good. Them, I sh- maybe I should have listened to them more. But at the time, they were, you know. They were, of at any time at the age are so much going on that they kind of were in the the, the first division, if you like, of bands I, that I wanted to see, and certainly not in in the Premier League of the acts I wanted to go and see live. 
but a good I point. did rediscover a lot of great tunes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just it's just strange because because what 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 sort of year is the senseless things? Oh, we're we're talking kind of late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so back then, this is a mercy, you know. Right. Yeah. But but your whole but your whole music existence at that point is based on having actually invested cash in what you were into. So yes, you know, in that month you'd spend maybe I don't know forty quid on on four albums, and. And that was your investment, and it was very rare that you that you ever got out of your box in a in a big way to investigate things like like you can now. Yeah, it's, well, it's that's just back so to what easy you now. Talked about previously for me, because because now I obviously could just open YouTube and type it in, mm-hmm. and boom, there, there's a there's a whole bunch of live stuff, a whole bunch of videos. Some I'd seen some you know, telly appearances and full albums. And yeah. I could just go click, 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 click. Here's, here's a load of stuff. And and you've typed into something there that back before the net was doing that, we would have to have gone out and bought that record. And and one, and as you rightly said, when I bought the Colt album and the Balam and the Angel album and blah blah blah, there wasn't enough money left. But the point the point here is also that you and me have been friends for over 30 years and, and we weren't really buying different things from each other. No, we were kind of buying the same kinds of things. So, and our friends were too, our other friends. So we never, it was very, uh, it was very occasional that you'd find someone who'd bought the, like the senseless things album. Yeah. And to be honest, for me, I would have gone, nah, sounds like shit. And I wouldn't have bothered because there yeah. was there was other things that well we we were so used to listening to an album hundreds of times because yes. that's what you did that you never yes. really got out of your box anyway yeah and and you're only you're only shot at, at hearing like I'm aware of the senseless things never really got into them but your only shot there was with was if they were on top of the pops or the tube absolutely absolutely. Yeah, you know, or like in our case. Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> too long ago. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. We discovered I do, totally. You know, a crap TV show like that. We probably discovered so many bands through that TV show that we probably would never have listened to. I mean, no, I can't no. say I would have picked up a Tommy album because you know. But when they were on ECT, I was suddenly blown away. So. Again, well, uh, there's another guy I was going to bring up because when he died, which is what last year, maybe, yeah, last yes, year, yes, yes. I did actually go, wow, Bernie Torme. I was, I was knee deep in Bernie Torme when he was with um, uh, Phil Lewis in the Back to Babylon album. That was great. Um, Desperado, obviously, we have our history with Desperado. Yes. Um, that was a great album, and when he died, I did go back and dig it all up. And I will, I can honestly say, I probably haven't listened to Bernie Torme since '94 ish. So there's a good 16, 17, 18 years that I never even listened to him until he died. So I stand That's corrected. The side of the coin, 
Yeah. You've hit your flip side of the coin there completely because you actually have gone and, and, and thought, oh, oh yeah, let me let me listen to some of this to A, remind myself how good it was and B, see what else I've missed. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a strange thing, the old... Um the old death thing because here's an odd one linkin park and chester i yes. i never got on with linkin park um and it kind of bypassed me a bit you know and i didn't go back i haven't gone back to see what it was all about um but but, but that, that that's a bit peculiar to me maybe because i know when people go oh this band are great and i'm not into them i just walk away and go i'll find my own great thing so i, I think i suffer a little bit you know, not not denying his talent or anything. I was more excited when he joined, um, yeah, what's Scott's band? Um, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That worked. That worked for me. But but Linkin Park, uh, not so much. But so I, I I guess it depends how you how you identify with with these guys. Bernie Torme, we kind of grew up with, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and and so you're now tapping into into relevant. I mean, we're tapping into relevance here. You know, for you, Linkin Park, you've already said the rent. For me, being in a nightclub and DJing in a, in an alternative rock nightclub, obviously, Linkin Park was was a massive part of that. Yeah. And yeah. you know, seeing every week, you know, there was not a week went past from that debut album in 2000. There wasn't a week that went past that I didn't play a plethora of Linkin Park songs ever. Yeah. And, and seeing them at, at, at you know at festivals, and actually seeing them open for the Deftones on their first ever tour. So for me, there was a completely different thing. And of course, Chester had got heavily involved in Love, Hope, Strength. And for the listeners, that's a, a, a kind of rock and roll charity, cancer charity. Um, and that uh, Mike Peters from The Alarm started up, and Chester got very, very heavily involved in supporting it, and, and was you know was great with us, and gives a lot of his time and. A lot of music. So, again, for me, that was a lot closer to, yeah, to, yeah. to my life in in a personable way than just, to you uh, on the outside and just being. I've checked them out. Not really for me. Not asked. Yeah, yeah. Just out of interest, how did Chester get involved with with Love and Hope? Well, it, it's 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 one of them. He just he's just one of them blokes that. He, he used to turn up. I mean, the beauty with the love, hope, strength thing is, is, is because when, when they're, when they all are, you know, when they're out in Los Angeles with Slim Jim, who obviously is the drummer from the Stray Cats, yep. Yep. Um, they go out to the clubs and then there's jam sessions with Billy Duffy from the Cult and blah blah, and they all get together. And obviously, you know, at these times at these bars, there's, there's other. I guess rock stars, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people then of get kind of dragged in, and and I guess it's a bit like you and me if we t- if we went out to a club tonight and 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 I was asked to play and you were asked to play, and we said to him, "What is, what what are you doing? What's this for?" And yeah. somebody said, "For Alzheimer's or you know Save the Whales or whatever." Um, we'd go, "Oh, oh, well, you know, give me some more information on that because that's something I'm passionate about." And 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 that's how a lot of people come to it in in many respects. That you know, almost um, backdoor. Yeah, yeah. Artist, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've made that sound like I didn't have time for Chester, but I did have time for Chester, and of course, I've got, I've got quite a 
my my link with Chester comes from his association with um, Club Tattoo in Vegas, right? So, so which he co-owned uh, with um, Sean Dowdell, but uh, it it was a weird sort of oh yeah, this is Chester from Linkin Park, and I didn't I didn't care. He was more at the time. He was more important to me as the guy that launched this great tattoo studio than he was as as this singer. So, you know, I understand his relevance and everything, but, and it was very sad. I mean, it, it, the, the, the parallels with Cornell were, were weird too. That was, oh, a very, whole, that was a yeah, whole yeah. different ball game. I wouldn't want to get into that. But, but again, it, but you, it, go on. No, you've, you've hit the relevance button again. Like you say, for me, the relevance because of, of, of running a, a club venue was was my side for you as tattoo because you were editor of you know the number one yeah, yeah. you know tattoo magazine in the country at the time so so for you that it, it's still relevance isn't it to, to where you are at the time you, I guess you know? so yeah totally I mean there's I, I don't know the the dead rock star thing's weird isn't it it's it's kind of like for me um it it's almost like Prince isn't dead. Yeah, I've I've not really taken that on board. It doesn't. He's such a a big star that it doesn't affect me, sort of on an emotional level, like the Bowie thing did, where you grow up with him in a different way. Um, Yeah, you know, it's it's like um, you know, Michael Jackson. I never went back to listen to Michael Jackson. That's for sure. But he kind of (laughs) like if 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 somebody said "Uh, the joke's on you, he's still alive, we'd all probably go. Yeah, okay. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Because yeah. you get to a certain level where you're, you're too big, you know, and, and uh, things don't, don't mean the same. Whereas if you bring them back down to a level you can comprehend, like um, uh, a good one for me is Nick Marsh from Flesh for Lulu. Yes. Um, you know, they, they were never huge. Um, I loved them. I mean, back when we were in our... I don't know if you could call it alt rock or alt pop. It was just alternative back then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, but they were a great band, you know. And when he died, nobody, nobody even freaking noticed, uh, you know. And if even if you're a, if you're a Flesh for Lulu fan now and you you're listening to this, odds are that you didn't know that, <laughs> you know, which is kind of sad too. Well, I do see that a lot, you know. I, I recently saw um, some photos online. Um, Obviously, I'm you know being a, a, a huge fan of Hanoi Rocks back in the day, mm. and and obviously late December is the anniversary of the death of Razzle. And for listeners, Razzle was the drummer. He got killed by Vince Neil from Motley Crue. And if you watch the Dirt documentary on Motley Crue, there's a bit in it in there where the the accident happens and Razzle dies, and and Hanoi Rocks of course split up and went their separate ways. But Michael Monroe, who's the singer of the band, shared um, some photographs of himself like from the Sun City period. And again, again, Sun City, little Steven, Steve Van Zandt from Springsteen. Um, For anybody who doesn't know who he is, did a song called Sun City. And in those pictures was Joey Ramone from from the Ramones and Steve Bates, you know, from the Dead Boys and Lords of the New Church. And there was a lot of people that were coming on it that that were actually commenting, I wonder what Steve's up to now. Yeah, and, not a lot. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and you do you do tend to sit there and go, 
that 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 can't be that is that a real comment? I mean, Steve, Steve must have died in uh, what early nineties, maybe. It's been a long time. It's a long time. Yeah, but I do see that a lot, and and I guess even more so, strangely enough, with bands that keep going. I mean, another recent. I mean, obviously, there's always an anniversary of someone's death. I mean, you know, that's the nature of rock and roll. It's you know, it was born in the fifties. It's been around a long time. Stuart Adamson was another one. Um, yeah, you know, recent yeah. anniversary of of his death, and and lots of people thinking and not realizing he was dead because big country is still going. Are they? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they've got a new incarnation and original drummer, original guitarist, you know, blah blah, and they still roll on. Yeah, and so. I think a lot of people from the outside obviously just see a band going and don't realise it isn't the original guy anymore. Okay, you know, and, and it obviously depends how old you are as well, because I was, I was, uh, let me do my maths, I was 10 when <laughs> Elvis died. Yeah, there And you go. that was massive. That news went on for so long yeah. and was such a big story that, Hardly anyone noticed that Mark Boland had died. Yeah, which we that, never forgave Elvis for. No, that's that's how long the Elvis news feed went on for, just on and on and on. Um, you know, and Boland died, what, uh, a few weeks later, maybe, I think? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was my first, um, my first welcome to the Dead Rockstar Club, I guess. And then after that was Boland. And then it was, then it was a long time. You know, a really long time. Um, I, I guess the first big one after that was quite some time later when when Cliff Burton died. Yes. Uh, that made the news big time, along with Razzle. That must have been around the same kind of era. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, they, they, were, they were big stories. They were big stories, and they made, they made you care. They made you stop and go, hmm. Cliff Burton, you know, I may I may detest Metallica because I'm a because I'm into glam and that's something else. But he was a person, you know, and it and it stalled the band a little bit. And you're like, wow, this could happen to any of us. And people, you know, people we were friends with were very affected by it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It was it was a big one in that metal scene because obviously they at that point they were they were emerging as a into the force that they eventually did become in the early nineties, but they were certainly starting to knock on doors, you know, definitely, definitely starting mm. to rise. Thanks. You know, um, and it was I mean, a big, I think a big show. And I, I guess again, similar to Randy Rhodes, you know, when Randy died with Ozzy, I guess similar to that in the, it was quite a shocking death in the way it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the bigger story as well. You know, when you, when you, you know, when you find out how it happened, you know, it's like Scott Weiland, you know, dying. God bless him. And, you know, we all loved Stone Temple Pilots and Velvet Revolver, um, but it wasn't much of a surprise. No, not really. He lived on the edge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. And what's really interesting about this is, apart from maybe uh, Cliff Burton, um, is that all these people we're talking about are front men. Yes. All of them, nearly, without exception. Um, you know, when, oh, and Razzle, was a, but then Razzle was different. Razzle wasn't just the drummer in Hanoi Rocks. 
like Keith Ra- Moon wasn't. Yeah, no, Razzle Moon was wasn't. right up front there. Yeah. Very strange. But most of them yeah. have been front. Or, or John Entwistle, you know, from a basic point of view. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, as a, as a bass player in The Who, you know, you, you've only got to lis- listen to that output, you know, after he died. And, you know, he's missing in action. And you can hear that he's missing in action. Yeah. So, and it yeah. would be interesting to, to, at this point, to sort of have someone 10 years older than us and 10 years younger than us, because I bet their perspectives would be, would be very different. I mean, you know, somebody dies today, it's a news feed, 100 people tweet about it and they really want to be the first. Oh, hey, this person died. And then they're like, they feel like that's their job done, that they announced it first on Twitter. Or I yeah, quite often get... Yeah, and then they move on and get on with their day. But it certainly didn't used to be like that. But, and, but, I, I, but I guess... And I guess we're getting to the crux of the matter here in, in, in relevance and... Again, where you are at the time, in, into what they mean to you, you know. Again, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much, you know, presuming that, you know, if you're young and, uh, you know, a modern artist, you know, passes away, it, it's going to have as much an effect on you as Mark Boland did, or, or anything on us. Because, if it was, you know, if it was Harry best, Styles tomorrow morning, yeah, you know, that would be you, a big deal, right? Yeah, because you've invested a lot of time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. In that artist, so I, I don't think it really. Cha- I don't think it really changes. I, th- I think it's just what I was when I was thinking about it. I was obviously then thinking about the relevance in terms of, you know, like you know Charlie Pride recently dying. Uh, you know, yep. country country star. You know, and going back and listening to some of his tracks and rediscovering it. But remembering that I was only really aware of him because my dad was a massive cunt refan. Sorry, yep. nearly went wrong there, and. Uh, <laughs> And so, you know, I kind of was was not. I always heard it. It was always on, you know. So whether you know a lot of that stuff, and and when my dad was going to gigs, he'd, he'd often have a spare ticket and a spare seat, and and I'd go along just because why not? What else was there? You know, we talked about a time when there was three TV channels and not much else to do. Um, so I'd go and see people like that just to check them out and see what they were like, you know. And, and yeah, which was which was great a lot of the time because, you know, I got to see a lot of artists probably that I never, ever would have got close to, you know, because I, I certainly wouldn't have gone to see Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash and all that lot because I was I was too busy, you know, listening to, 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 to my music. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, 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 I rem- but what it reminded me of was it reminded me of the time when my dad would listen to Charlie Pride and would tell me stories and tell me about his background and growing up and, you know, his life and, and, and would, would paint this picture of an artist that, you know, again, pre-net days, you know, I, I didn't know nothing about that. You know, the Deep South and racism and, you know, all this kind of jazz. And so it, when he, it, it suddenly brought that entire story back to me. And, yeah. and I, I was surprised. I was I was kind of like, wow, yeah. I I, rem- I remember being told that. So even though him as an artist, you know, I could probably listen to the greatest hits and probably recognize maybe five his five biggest hits. Yeah. But his resonance was through times and stories and events. And, and and that's what the dead thing got me thinking of. 
of 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 when you were listening to the radio or watching the TV, whether it was the tube or the ugly whistle test or top of the pops or whatever it happened to be, it doesn't matter. Or, or going out to a you know to to a, a great gig or a club or whatever, and and being introduced to acts that you never really would ever have listened to had that not been around and then they yeah. do become relevant in your life because of the times i don't know if that if i'm making sense with that like we just talked about ecc with you know the time was it was really yep, yep. out and about getting drunk and you know doing all the things you do at that age and i guess they soundtrack i mean they're soundtracks aren't they yeah, and the thing with soundtracks is they're very, very individual. Like you talk about Charlie Pride, uh, I would talk about Charlie Rich. That was my, that was yeah. what I got brought up on with eight tracks in the car. You know, um, the which which is very very similar. I think Charlie Rich is still alive, isn't he? I'm not uh, sure. I'd have to okay. go and check. Yeah, with the, <laughs> with the modern age of Google. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I know Charlie Daniels recently died, um, yep. and the devil did indeed go down to Georgia. Um, he did, but um, uh, I don't know about Charlie Rich. But 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 it but but it just shows you, doesn't it, that 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 relevance, and that's what I'm trying. That's what I was trying to tap into in many respects. That whether it's Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift, who are obviously still going, do Lipper, huge stars. You know, if something happens to them, yeah. you know, those you're. A- you're at the level of, of their memories that we're talking about, are the artists that we're talking about. Yeah, you know and, those people are like at the level of of, of John Lennon and uh, Kurt Cobain. Yes. They would have that kind of effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Kurt's another uh, Kurt's another interesting one because Kurt brings me on to me. This is the other side of it in a way. Um, you talked about Prince before, and mm. I was reminded of Prince because. Uh, my partner um, had never seen Purple Rain. So we sat down and we put the DVD on. And and I was, by the end of it, I will gladly admit I was in floods of tears um, because I was like, oh, my God. Um, it's 1984. And I'll never see him again, you know, and, and you know, and all the gigs I went to see in the round or whatever. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, I'll never see him again. And And I, and I, and I kind of started to think, to myself about people like Prince and Kurt Cobain, what kind of music would they be doing now? You know, where would they have gone? Do, do, do you know what I mean? Where would, especially someone like Kurt, because obviously, you know, 20 year gap died at the height of grunge, never yep. really had the opportunity to morph into anything else. Yep. And I start to think about where I would imagine they would have fitted in in the modern age. And then I switch it on myself and I ask myself the question, would they have made it in the modern age? You know, would a radio station have played Smells Like King Spirit had been released recently? And well, I kind of know. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw into that arena as well. If, if Kurt hadn't died and the next Nirvana album had sucked and the one after it had sucked as well, then it would have cheapened the whole the whole thing, you know. King yeah. Spirit might have been great, but two albums, three albums on, you're nothing, you know. And they would have become the equivalent of, I don't know. You pick a pop band, Bros, because they've got yeah. a documentary out that I happen to watch. 
he'd have been just another Luke Goss. Yeah. Or maybe you wouldn't wait for it to come around again, you know. And it's funny, I've been I've been listening to a lot of uh, the new uh, or the written, maybe not new, but certainly the recent 2020 output from Billy Corgan and his uh, updated incarnation of the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. And and you know, Billy's certainly in that in that place where you know the Pumpkins rose. They were they were you know playing huge huge arenas and were massive, and then everybody fell out of love with it. Music changed. Yeah. It went away and, you know, we're playing clubs to 300 people. And now he's come back, brand new direction, you know, really, really great new material and starting to part waves again and starting to, to, to reconnect with the world and reconnecting with the world that's kind of remembering how good they were in the first place. Yeah, the, the problem with the pumpkins is is the reason that I love them, which is for your average your average fan, I guess, they have way too much output. Way just just so prolific that you can't yeah. hang your hat on anything. There's not an album of nine tracks and you go, oh, that's my favourite and listen to it forever. There's so much Pumpkins material. You just can't get hold of anything. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're great songs and their standout songs are probably really quite early on. Yes, of but, course. But, he he's a because he's a proper artist and he just keeps putting it out and out and it's all quality. Where where the hell do you stop? You know you you don't go oh I'll, I'll really listen to this Pumpkins album hard because there won't be another one for eight years. But that's yeah. wrong because because there bloody will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know either that or a solo album or a spin off project. You know so um, yeah Billy's a, Billy's a weird one for me. Yeah. And and he came. I mean, and he does. I mean, you know, going off subject a little bit, but I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't care. You know, he came out to. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to interview him a couple of times. Obviously, when with the band was was in their prime and doing some radio interviews. But he came to a couple of alarm shows when we were on the road, and he's a massive fan. And he just turned up, and just yeah. used to turn up, and, and you know, you know, come in and stand at the sides of the stage and and watch and and <laughs> quite weird in a way. Do you know what I mean? And then, you know, somebody would recognise him and he'd come and jam on a song at the end and sometimes wouldn't. But chatting to him and, you know, talk to him about it, and he was never bothered. He was kind of like, look, you know, I was in a band. Just the- we were on MTV. We, we, you know, we, we sold a lot of records. We were, we had our, you know, as Andy Warhol says, our 15 minutes of fame. And he said and it enabled me to have a life that I could just live that life how I want to live it and make music when I want to and Oh, which again I think is is you know it's a you know that's a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. But but I I do think that I guess that you know those people that did die, you know, that would I guess the thing I start to think to myself is could could Kurt have ridden it out? You know, could he have gone through that? And and so, I I think there's lots of artists that couldn't go through the lean days. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, Michael Hutchins is a is a, a great example of that who suffered badly from when NXS, uh, you know, started. Their stars yep. started to wane and they started to play smaller places. And yep. he found it very, very difficult to deal with. I'd find it very difficult to deal with. Yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, I, I can, you know, and you too, probably, because we've done, you know, for anyone who doesn't know us, Jay used to be, 
the DJ at the Crazy House in Liverpool, and recently I was editor of Skin Deep. And when your when your sales or your attendance figures start to slip, yeah, it gets you. It does get you because even if even if the reason was there was a pandemic and all the shops were shut, what you automatically think is, I'm not doing as good as I was. Yeah, which is exactly what's going on in Michael Hutchinson's head. Obviously, yes. to a to a really extreme point that you don't want to put up with it anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but then you know, there's there's that there's that flip side. Would if if John if John Lennon hadn't died, I think the Beatles would have got back together at some point. Yes, uh, and then that would have cheapened the legacy. You know, the fact that and and mega respect to Robert Plant for this for not pulling. Zeppelin back together properly, as it were. You know, yeah. they stumbled a bit and had a few tribute things for no reason at all. But you know, once Bonham had gone, it was over for, for Robert Plant, and that was like yeah. that's that. And I yeah. think if they'd gone on, you know, with with any drummer, it would have cheapened the legacy. You know, absolutely, absolutely. But if George Harrison had been shot instead of John Lennon. I don't think it would have mattered as much. And that, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, wow. but you know, that's, yeah, uh, it would still be John and Paul and, you know, they'd have gone on maybe do things together. It's, it's a peculiar thing to look at, you know, I, I mean, may be wrong. A, well, no, I mean, I think, wow. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a, that's a completely interesting concept to think, to think of the who continuing, um, you know, with Kenny from the mm. faces, um, and and if that had been Roger Daltrey, yeah, uh, yeah it would have been I over. Mean, yeah, we're on a di- we're on a different dynamic, aren't we? We are yeah. on a completely different. Yeah, you, yeah wow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you, you you and me are big Kiss fans, you know. And as much as everyone kind of goes, oh, it's not Kiss without Ace and Peter. If Gene or Paul die, it's over. Yeah. At any point in time, from seventy yeah. four to now, it's over. Yeah. I don't care absolutely. what you say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, you know, some, I guess in that George Orwell thing, some animals are more equal than others. You might be a band, but, you know, there's, there's figureheads and stuff. Like if, 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 uh, if Dave Grohl had died in Nirvana. Absolutely. That would have uh, affected them not at all, probably. Well, I mean, already- had a drum... They'd had another drummer before, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they'd have just gone and found another. Um, or maybe split up and just left it as it was. But it would have yeah. been a completely different dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, and... I mean, just going back to the... Again, going back to the, the, to the Michael Hutchins in excess thing, I think, again, something that I was remarking... Because uh, in, during the last 12 months, there was a, a 4K re-rendering of their... Uh, legendary Wembley show um, from right. 1991, um, which came out on, you know, Blu-ray and blah, 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 and everything you can imagine. And I got hold of a copy and was watching it. And I was really, really knocked out by how great a band they were. And then I never that saw made... them, did you? Yeah, I was at that Wembley show. And, okay. I, and I, I was lucky enough to see them in the Royal Court in Liverpool as well, um, on, a, on a small kind of level. Um, but it made me kind of not only think, remind me of, of, of the day and, and watching them and, and being at the show, but also it made me think 
oh, I'd love to go see them now. I, you know, I, I mean, I don't go out. I'm, you know, it's going to sound really, this is going to sound really, really terrible when I say that I'm not bothered um, about going out to, to a lot of gigs anymore because I really, really did see everybody I was really, really bothered about. Um, which sounds really? such a, an arsehole thing to say, but I don't mean it in them terms. No, um, I totally agree. I mean, I haven't been... I went to see Kiss because I wanted to take my daughter. I went to I went to see Alice again for the millionth time because it was a gift. Yes. You know, that, those kind of things. But um, And I know I'd have a good time, but if someone said... In fact, <laughs> there's some weird stuff, you know, there's... Um, the Hollywood Brats played in London sometime last year. Wow. And I thought, God, I must go and see the Hollywood Brats. And, and I'm kind of getting ready to get on the train and grab a ticket because there was a few left because nobody cares. And I thought, hang on a minute. They're like 75, 76. Yeah. They've, they've, they've got to be in their 70s. And yeah. I just turned the car around and came home and thought, no, that that's not right, you know? Yeah. But, you know, that. It's, it, it was just wrong. It sounds terrible, but I was the same with the last great dreamers, you know, or whatever, you know, or whatever they called last the teenage yeah, idols, yeah. whatever the hell they called. And they sent me an invitation to go and see them, and and you know it was only down the road. And you know what? I was just sitting there thinking, do you know what? It really, really isn't the mid eighties anymore. And um, and and you know, you probably, I'm, I'm probably not going to stand there, be drinking, thinking it's funny, having a laugh, yeah. and. and 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 I'm looking at girls more than I'll be looking at the band, yeah. um, which was not, not that there would be any there. You know, there was the, the, you know the obvious reason for going to any gig in stairways um, was you know to drink beer and chase women. The fact that you know there might have been a you know the dogs the more might have been on might have, you know was a bonus, but in yeah. reality, um, yeah. So yeah, in reality, we were twenty. Yeah, yeah, you know. But 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 that but that does make me think that that it sounds you know terrible to kind of to say that you know I'm not I don't say I'm sitting here kind of going I'm not never going to go and see a band again because oh, oh no not at all to see a dead no <laughs> but you kind of you kind of have to I don't know you it, it has to be I don't know when you know when we used to go and see the dogs the more and we went a lot. I yeah. can't think of a band that I've seen more, to be honest, because they were so good. Yes. Um, it's 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 not 1988 anymore. No. And no. If, even if they got back together, the whole chemistry and the dynamic is just not what it was. Because you you join something because you feel like you're you're going forward with them. Yeah. And 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 we did with you know in those club days there was the Dogs and the Choir Boys and. Yeah. And uh, and that was it. But we we went to a lot of those things because they were they were yeah, well, our let's age. Get it, let's get it out the way, shall we? For this won't be the first time you'll hear this statement. That's because we always wanted to be in Kiss and never want to be in Thunder. Um, yeah, totally. That's why we never went to see a lot of those other bands. Or when we did, we were certainly at the bar do, or, or doing something else. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's that that whole. I was never interested in, you know, if you look like a pub band gone with some original numbers, yeah, whatever, you know, join join the very long list of others. Well, yeah, I mean, again, you've opened the lid on, on, you know, there'll certainly be a future cast on, on, you know, why, 
why did we buy so many records? Because the band looked great on the cover. <laughs> because, yeah, totally. Because the vinyl inside, let's say, was often not as good as the way they looked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, there's in the in the whole dead rock star thing. It's, I don't know. It's kind of sad. Some of them I felt sorry for. Some of them I really didn't care one way or the other. Um, I guess occasionally I might have thought, you know, you bought and paid for that death. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it, it's it just depends where you, where you where you come from. But you know, I can't. I'm not sure many of them would shock me anymore. You know, I was I'm a huge Cornell fan, and that that touched me beyond, and I think that touched me beyond anything else was because he's kind of my age, you know, he's got kids, yeah. He, he'd he'd come out of a band, he seemed very human. He'd come out of Soundgarden, and I very much connected with him on that. Is just me in an acoustic telling my story thing. It was very close, and and. And he did that on purpose. He got close to people, but a lot of artists never, never do. I think you know that's what Lennon did. Lennon got close to you. I think if McCartney had died instead of Lennon, he was a different kind of artist. It wasn't you. Did, you never related to McCartney lyrics. He didn't write them in the same way. John wrote from the heart. McCartney wrote great songs, as far yeah. as I can see. Yeah, from the pocket, and mostly yeah. the back pocket with the wallet in. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, you know, so, you know, and I, I'm not dismissing his 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 legacy. I just don't think they were the same kind of people. Yeah, love love wings. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you you can't you can't cry over never hearing Michael Jackson write another song because, as far as I know, he didn't write any. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a valid point. That's a you very know? valid. But when I, came sure from, when I was when I when when we were were talking about things and and we were just chatting about you know the world and everything else we were talking about what what brought me to this point was I'd spent that day and I'd listened to a lot of people that were dead you know I, yeah. I you know I, I I mean I can't envisage a time in my life when I'm never going to want to listen to Bowie or Prince or Thin Lizzy or you know whoever that or. You know, but on that particular day, a lot of the artists I'd listened to had were either dead and non-existent, or had a member like Big Country or whatever that had died, and it just made me suddenly realise that I, that on that particular day, I was listening more to dead rock stars than I was listening to living stars, and it also made me think, you know what, I'm not really that bothered about that because they were brilliant. Yeah, yeah, you know, I guess there's plenty of not brilliant ones that died that we that we don't know about. Yeah, I'd forgotten all. I'd forgotten. Remember, yeah, true. I'd i forgotten all about Phil in it. If you'd said name a list of forty rock stars that died, I would have probably forgotten Phil, and that would be a shame. But you know, not top of my list there. How weird. Yeah, 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 and again. You know, and and on that day, I'd listened, I'd listened quite a bit to you know UFO because obviously in the last year, you know, Phil Mould died, and uh, Pete Way, sorry, Phil Mould was a singer. Uh, Funnily Wade, enough, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up as well. When when Pete Way died, I, I, uh, I sometimes go walking the dog with a couple, I meet a couple of guys up on the hills, and 
Right. You know, they're into like Deep Purple and um, Sabbath. They're a little bit older than me. And I said, oh, Pete Wayne. They're like, oh, I don't know him. I sent them away. Go home. Go home, listen to UFO. There's freaking tons of it. Absolutely tons of albums. And it's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, UFO again, are a fantastic band. But, but to me, again, uh, he tapped into the, I guess, the the fact that he was a character. You know, it was the, was. It was the Lemmy thing with with him because he was you know because whenever you saw him I, I don't think I ever saw him sober. Um I don't nope. think I ever saw them play a gig where you know he was sober either. Um and he was always um I guess the term is rock and roll if if that's drinking, doing lots of things, substances you shouldn't and and, and lots of things with, with, with women um defined rock and roll for me and wanting to be in a band because you got to do that, and really, you didn't get to do that if you got a proper job. No, Pete, Pete just opened the Bon Scott book and copied it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, going to that great. fact that that's what makes it attractive in the first place. Yeah, totally. Is you know when you're young, self-destruction rules, right? Yeah, absolutely. Is is a good thing for you. I just put it up. Um, my Apple Music thing. I've scrolled right. right to the beginning of when I first started adding things. Wow. Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one, right? I was I was never the biggest fan, but he certainly influenced yeah. a whole number of people. Um, then I got Chris Cornell uh, scrolling up here. Well, you've just touched on something um, there because it's, it's, it's got to be radically different for you because you've just two, hit two things there that for me would never have an impact on me as an artist. And, that, you know, a yeah. difference with you because, you know, because you're a songwriter, because you're a singer, because, you know, you sit there with the acoustic guitar and, you know, you, you're writing your songs and, and you're doing what you're doing. Um at the end of the day, I guess your perspective from that point is going to be completely different from mine because that influence, some of those influence must flow through yeah, your you fingers get in... or, or you know, your mind. You, yeah, you get into a zone where you are doing exactly the same things that those people did. No, and I'm not no. saying you do it as well or anything or even similar, but you are effectively doing the same thing you are trying to get something out of your head yeah. onto tape yes with nothing more than a guitar uh you know and uh, like cohen's a big one i guess i never really i he's a bit i've i've grown to like him in in recent years well, no. I, mean, I couldn't stand the guy when no. i was younger no couldn't stand him because just uh, it was just beyond me. It was because yeah. I was too immature. Sit down you know? to a Leonard Cohen album but you know, in the, then you've got no, no. But then you know, on this on the screen in front of me now, I've got um, Andrew yeah. Wood, Mother Love Bone. That was hit me hard. Lane Staley no. didn't hit me as hard as it should have, um, because again, maybe that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't wholly unexpected at the time. Jim Morrison, a huge one. You know that that's a that in fact that's probably the most famous brutal rock star death ever, right? Yeah, and, and something that, and again, a death that continues to resonate. 
Yeah, and no. I'm not quite. I'm no, but, not but, quite you know, sure why. I don't know. Again, I think I think tapping into the <laughs> the artistic thing. You know, he was a he was a great a great writer, but you know, he was a poet as well. So I think that sinks in. I think that sinks into you more when you when you sit there and you read the words, and sometimes those words resonate with you more than perhaps even the band or the song, which is a unique unique place to be. Yeah, and do you know? Do you know the worst thing of all is, you know, these these most of these people we've we've mentioned were, yes. were special, are special, very talented, but somewhere out there, somewhere out there, there's people equally talented, who didn't get a break or who couldn't be bothered doing it. Like we were, we were joking with each other yesterday yes. about yes. being shit at things, you know, but being shit, being shit, and not doing it. And being and shit and having to go anyway are two very different things. For me, yeah, and, yeah. And maybe that's what I tapped into. Um, maybe maybe you're now yeah, coming totally. to the coming you know? to you know coming to the final bit of this of this uh, you know this cast. Maybe that's the bit I'm getting to more than more than anything else. You know, when when I die, I won't leave a legacy like that. You know, when you die, you won't. And I guess that's maybe, no. and that's not a regret yeah. of never yeah. ever making it, because like, I, you know, because you try and you do what you do, and you know, I never got to be in Kiss or or, or play a sold out stadium, such is life. Um, but I, I guess it's that thing of me thinking to myself, it must also be nice to be remembered that way. The fact that someone can take out a piece of vinyl can press play on the YouTube, you know, can take out a CD and suddenly you're back in the room. Cause when sometimes when I play them, they're back in the room with me because I'm back in the room with them. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I mean, and, and I'll that's never get that. And that's kind of maybe the one bit that I, that strikes me the most, you know, it is, is you know you know looking at Chris Cornell's daughter's material and she started to finally come out letting go to your talent. No matter no matter what happens, she can always yeah, yeah. go home and drop the needle and hear her dad's voice. My kids won't get that. And there we must leave it mostly because we actually had to go through the motions to discover we could only do an hour using Anchor as a delivery system, so we certainly learned something there. Next time we'll be more organised, but I hope you enjoyed it all the same. Uh, For more details and points of contact, you can check out the show notes in the description, and aside from that, subscribe and tell your friends if you like it, and I'll see you next time. Be cool to each other.